Hey man, you wanna go play in some traffic? I'm gonna scare the Holy Ghost out of that priest. Careful not to spill your drink. It's almost midnight. Man, his date is off. She's probably got nervous diarrhea or something. She needs some TM for that BM. Oh snap, here it comes. Here comes the spooky! What's going on, chuds and chudettes? Here comes the Spookies back, bringing you our first episode of 2020. Today, we're going to talk about a little movie that has to do a lot with New Year's, maybe some evil. We're also going to hit you with maybe the new Chucky series and some New Year's resolutions. So sit back, relax, tie your buddy to a chair, and make him listen to your second favorite podcast. What's going on, everybody? It's your favorite host, Cincinnati Jeff. Your other favorite host, Nachos McGuerof. Nachos, how you doing this year, buddy? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Happy two weeks into the New Year's. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, so We got there, man. We got there. We got through our first year of podcasting. Uh, 12 episodes down. This is episode number 13. 13 deep, sucker. Magic number for any horror movie fan, for sure. Uh, so this year, we're talking New Year's Evil. Uh, we had a couple of, horror, of uh, New Year's-themed horror movies that we could have went with. Uh, you were you were pressuring for Terror Train. I was pushing that Terror Train. But, I mean, I just I had something about New Year's Evil. So. Trying to chug a lug along the, the Terror Train. <laughs> um, so, before we get started, man, it's 2020. Uh, you got any uh, New Year's resolutions? All right. This is a big one for me and the listeners. I'm, um, I'm going to stop swearing. What? I'm gonna, I, I swear entirely too much. I'm gonna stick. To, I'm gonna try to stick to some biblical cuss words like "held ass" and "damn," but when I'm around you, you just bring the evil out me, and I'm just <laughs> f bomb this. See, almost said it. Almost said it. F bomb this. F bomb this. Piece of s that. Uh, ladies, vagina swimsuit, swimsuit region. This <laughs> a, a butthole that. That's going to be tough for you, buddy. I know. I'm not going full on Flanders diddly or anything, but... Uh, I mean, Flanders, he kind of swears with his diddlies and durs and dums and stuff. Uh, at the end of the day, an F-bomb is not leaving that Flanders mouth. I mean, he's a mer diddly erdler. It's not going past his, his cookie pusher or whatever you call that. Well, I don't really have one. Uh, well, I fix perfection, right? It's to not go blind from masturbating. Oh, yeah. I'm over here. I'm over here. <laughs> oh, no. It's happening. My God. All right. Well, before we get started, man, we got... There wasn't much in the world of horror movie news. So we got uh, a couple things here, and I actually just recently got them. So I was prepping this for two weeks, and this is the first things we Breaking got just news. yesterday. Uh, first up is Morbius, the living vampire... From Marvel, got a uh, trailer today starring Jared Leto. Everybody's favorite Joker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Uh, I'm a Cesar Romero fan myself. No, that dude's solid. Pretty much, if you run... Th I haven't seen the new one. I'm kind of on the fence. I don't know. I'll get there at some point. But just Jared Leto. Leto. You can have 30 seconds to Mars. That's fine, buddy. Like, I'm not a big music fan. People like it. But, uh... He was good in Fight Club when he got his head caved in. I liked it in Wrecking for a Dream where he died. <laughs> ha 
What, he got like an infection punching a... You know what? See? Almost said it. Yeah. You know, funk that movie because... <laughs> Get the funk out, out of, of my face. face. Get the funk funk out of my face. Yeah. Uh, you're going to take all the fun parts out of doing drugs. <laughs> that movie skated straight for a little bit. So, I'm pretty sure the mom in that is the mom from Blood Rage. Yes. Oh, boy. Yep. Uh, and then our next piece of news is the Sci-Fi Channel ordered a straight to series Chucky TV series. So this is be this will be headed up by Don Mancini, man Yeah, you got it. Mancini, right? Yeah. Um he can call him correct. I always I always slip it up with Manfredini. I thought we were going to say Cosgrove, you know the dude that did Phantasm or whatever, but it's a uh, yeah, Mancini and from what I understand, this is has nothing to do with the remake movie that just came out. Yay! Uh, this is apparently based on what they've already got. So, like with a Street to Series order, usually there's a pilot, and then they judge the audience reactions on that, and then they'll do it. But I guess they're just using the past seven movies as enough of a pilot to say, this formula works, let's run it. <laughs> yeah, you got uh, almost 30-some-odd years right there to trailblaze for you. Right? So this is kind of the breakdown of the whole thing is in the new Chucky television series, after a vintage Chucky doll turns up at a suburban yard sale, an American town is thrown into chaos as a series of horrifying murders begin to expose the town's hypocrisies and secrets. I love it already. Meanwhile, the arrival of enemies and allies from Chucky's past threatens to expose the truth behind the killings, as well as the demon doll's untold origins as a seemingly ordinary child who somehow became this notorious killer. Ooh, do we really need to delve into a Chucky origin story? Well, I think we're delving into a uh, Charles Lee Ray Lakeshore Strangler, what made him be what he's going to be. And I'm not saying that that's what the whole series going to be about. It's probably Let gonna be mother like, suckers be bad, man. Just it's let probably going to be like little be... flashbacks and stuff. What I think is cool, though, is like they're kind of running with like, oh, there's a there's a Chucky doll running around with, if you saw Cult of Chucky, there was a couple. Right? That movie got screwball, but I appreciated it. I'm just excited that, like, you could get Andy. You could potentially get Kyle. Yeah, Kyle. You know, even the mom could show up. What was what was the little black kid from part three? Oh, uh... Tyler? Tyler. Yeah, Tyler. Tyler. Yeah, dude, he was cool. Bring him back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a, like, there's a lot that could happen with this. I'm very excited about it. And that's what I'm assuming it's running off of that. I'm assuming it's, it's taking place after Cult of Chucky. So you may right. get Fiona... Oh, uh, Dorf. Oh, well, without spoilers or anything. Right. Uh, Jennifer Tilly's apparently on board. Jennifer Tilly's on board for anything. Right. If you're like, hey, we're going to throw hot dogs up your <laughs> uh, toilet zone. I don't. <laughs> this Poop. is this is going to be really tough. Poop shoot? Bungus. There Bungus. we go. Turd flume. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, continue on, my friend. It's the new year. Let's do New Year's Eve. Man, that treads so hard. We'll get to that. We'll get when, to that. where was the first time you saw this movie, Nachos McWerewolf? French toast. Uh, probably either you hyped it to me or I caught it on some probably Fearnet or something. It doesn't resonate, you know, the origin of this movie because I really liked this movie. You didn't? Nah, we'll get to it. Yep, moving on. Uh, so, yeah, for me, it was way back in the day back. I had gotten the VHS copy uh, probably either from what local video store like Schnooks Vigilant Club, CNM, Pick a Video in Collinsville. Oh, you can't hear these crack. Hold up. Let's see if we can do this. 
Ooh, that did sound good. It sounded like a crisp, Delicious. refreshing. Yes, this episode brought Ur- to you by Urban Budweiser. <laughs> the Budweiser Copper Lager is what we're trying today. Dude, these are bomb. Little like they're genuinely. I can use like one third of my vernacular because they're all cuss word confused. They're PP Grenaders, <laughs> little handheld beers. If you know what a PP Grenader is, I'm pretty sure we dropped it on an earlier episode. We did. You pee in a bottle and you throw it at somebody. But focus on the beer. Oh, yeah, so it's a Budweiser product, like, I almost said baked, chilled. Why does it take 15 fucking minutes for you to describe something? Here, I'll do it for you. It's Budweiser that has been brewed inside Jim Beam barrels. I was, How hard was that? How I, fucking hard was that? It wasn't. I was going to say. Moving on. There's flavor. Moving on. There's flavor moving goblins. On. Flavor moving goblins. on. It's like the 15-minute dinosaur noise moving thing all on. over again. Moving on. All right. I hope that hits your teeth. Ow, it hit my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is not on our Hello Nasty list. Surprisingly. Hello Nasty! No, you got it. Yeah, dude, I really thought this would have been. Yeah, and I am uh, I'm surprised as well. Um, this was directed by Emmett Alston. Uh, he only had a couple to his name. The strip sounds like a fake name. Tiger Shark and Demon Warp. I've heard of Demon Warp. Yeah. By namesake alone. I don't remember what it was about. Probably warping and demons. I don't know. <laughs> Save that. You ready to meet the casualties? Let's do this. All right. Strap in. So there's not a ton of well-known actors or actresses in this. Uh, I will be honest, the most well-known one, just period from career-wise, would probably be the first one here, Roz Kelly, who plays Diane Blaze Sullivan. Okay. She was Pinky Tuscadero on Happy Days. She was the Fonz's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Dude, she looked like a Thundercat with all her bad makeup and stuff. And she wore a ton of pink in this, too. Well, it's really weird because, like, people remember Pinky Tuscadero, and it's like a name that's synonymous with Happy Days. It's a household name. But she was only in, like, three episodes. Well, she made an impression. Uh, the next is Kip Neven, who plays Richard evil sullivan that dude is a flipping show he didn't have a big uh backlog but he was in magnum force um it's clint eastwood right yeah yeah it's the second uh it's the second dirty harry movie that's the one with the killer cops on the motorcycles it's my dude. favorite one that's i thought that was the infor- whatever they're all fun movies uh next we've got uh chris wallace who plays lieutenant ed clayton i couldn't find anything yeah. uh grant kramer who plays Derek sullivan now he does have i know this some- boy Horror movie credits. Uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Killer Clowns. He was also in Night of the Living Dead, 30th Anniversary Edition. So this is that is, the one you have? Yeah. So basically, this is the same movie, but somebody cut, shot, and edited new footage into this movie. And you can tell. Yeah. <laughs> some of it, like, throughout the movie isn't bad, where there's, like, extra gore for zombies. It fits in real nicely, but it has an extra intro and exit before the credits with a priest kind of deconstructs the romero lore yeah he gets he bit by himself. a zombie and he lives and he's like it's the power of god it was dumb but the middle part is fantastic was it worse than survival of the dead with rodeo zombies uh i don't know okay well anyway that, that's a tough one <laughs> yeah that is a tough because i didn't to like survival of the dead but i really hate... i love diary <laughs> am i a sucker for found footage flicks i guess man i don't know i like diary of the dead it won't change your life, but it's a good way to kill an hour and a half. Right? We've got Louisa Moritz plays Sally. Rolls right off the tongue. Right? Um, she was in Up in Smoke. 
Whoa. Yeah. She's in Death Race 2000, which is the uh, Cronenberg. I thought it was Roger Corman. Is it Corman? I thought it was We'll Cronenberg. split hairs off yeah. here, man. <laughs> but, dude, isn't that like Sylvester Stallone as Frankenstein? Uh, it's been a hot minute since I've seen it's it. It's Screwball. Uh, she was also in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Same so, she's got bigger names to her to her you know credits here but like nothing like she didn't have like significant parts that i'm aware of big games <laughs> jed mills who plays ernie moffitt uh was it's in manager, casino right? yeah cool he was in casino uh taffy o'connell <laughs> plays jane she was in galaxy of terror and dismembered and joe green who ironically plays sergeant green was in maniac cop he was Whoa. like an officer. Okay. There's I, a lot of them. Right. Oh, well, you need an Irish cop. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And like, you're hearing some big names here as far as movies go, but like, these are all bit parts that most of these people had. Uh, so, this movie was released December 1980. Um, so, we've had a, a couple big movies Not here. Very appropriate. Uh, the Shinning. Never heard of it. The Fog. Oh, isn't that the prequel to Dr. Sleep? <laughs> Uh, the Changeling. Yes, dude. Original Prom Night. Yeah, that's a good one. Cannibal Holocaust. Maniac. Yes. Christmas Evil. Oh, okay. That's all right. And tell Elena to give me my copy back. Yeah. She's had plenty of time to watch it now. Tell me about it. Friday the 13th. Maybe you've heard of it. Maybe you haven't. Uh, did we do that one? And ironically, Terror Train. Huh. Man, imagine going to the theater and doing a back-to-back. But I did Terra. I have to look that up. I don't know when Terra Train came out in that year. This one actually came out around New Year's. It came out in December. That's good marketing. So I mean, Terra Train could have. I don't know. Oh, your guess is as good as mine. How to watch? We've got uh, the VHS copy. There's a 2012 MGM DVD and the 2015 Scream Factory Blu-ray, which is I have that one. It's fantastic. It's got some commentary. Uh, subtitles. We were just bitching earlier about how My Blu-ray God. movies like don't have subtitles when, right. when they're on it. This one does. I, I love subtitles for the comprehension. If it's a movie I've seen 110 times, I'll throw on the subtitles so I can learn a different level. Yeah, exactly. You pick up stuff you didn't normally pick up. Maybe you learn a line you didn't understand that wasn't clear. I thought one of them was Annie. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Dude, that, that, that whole debacle. Or you just learn their goddamn names. Sometimes they don't fucking say them. No. So, you ready to horse around with some maniacs? Let's do it, boy. All righty, then. Yeah! Our film opens up on a wide view of Los Angeles as we cut to Diane Blaze getting ready in a hotel room for her New Year's Eve show while talking to her business manager, Ernie. All right, so we start off, it's it's doing that. I got canon credits on mine, so I got real excited because it's a canon flick. I watched it off of Tubi, so... Okay, and is that the building from Independence Day where they're all hanging out like, we love the aliens? I don't know. The only sign I could recognize in this shot was the Holiday Inn. Ah, uh, yes. Honestly, I thought You'd it was like, You're thinking like the t- rooftop where she's like, I hope they bring back Elvis. Right, you know what they brought? <laughs> Laser death for everyone. The pain. <laughs> she asked Ernie to get her assistant Yvonne on the phone. Diane asks if she's gotten in touch with her husband, Richard, but Yvonne says that no, he's in Palm Springs and he's real fucked up and drunk and all kinds of goofy shit. He's lauded. Diane gets pissed and hangs up the phone. Yvonne then heads to the bathroom of her hotel and is getting ready to take a shower. 
when someone tries to sneak into her room, Yvonne hears the disturbance at the door and goes to check it out but doesn't find anybody. We need to talk about how Yvonne's hair straight up looks like wind chimes. <laughs> it's like when you go to the Jersey Shore and they put all the bottle caps and clams, clams, uh, you know, the, the flipping seashells by the seashore. Yeah, that one. Clams. She just has all these things in her hair. She's got wind chimes for hair. There you go. Clams. The guy couldn't think of seashells. Clamshells. <laughs> yes, Sure. Fuck you. There we go. <laughs> oh, 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 you broke your resolution. Yeah, yeah, I'm drinking. You can't swear at me. Shame, shame. I know your name. She heads back to the bathroom now where Yvonne is grabbed by someone hiding out of sight in the bathroom where she is killed off screen with a switchblade knife. Death number one. I drop the soap. You get stabbed in the throat. There's really nothing I could have done. I want to be like, oh, really? You're just going to kill the only black character right off the bat? Way to be progressive, 1980s. <laughs> F. So right after this happens, roll the intro in the opening credits while a oh. bunch of punk rock kids are driving through downtown L.A. on their way to Diane Blaze's New Year's Eve show. Guess what they are credited as? Punkers. 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 Well, I mean, this is 1980s, so like... You didn't necessarily have a big punk rock movement. Like, you had the Stooges. There was, like, that glam rock, which was, like, the New York Dolls that had already kind of taken place in the late 70s. Whoa, we're getting a music lesson over here. All right, dude, bring me up to speed. You know, so I'm just saying, like, it wasn't, like, like punk was essentially taking off at On this its point. way over the pond, coming to us. Yeah. Okay. So they probably just didn't have a good thing to call it. We're more educated now and yes. have the benefit of hindsight. Rawr. So as all this is going on, the music in this movie is absolutely fucking stellar. There's one song that just repeatedly kicks ass the entire, like when we get to the second band, the China dolls or whatever made the, in Japan, man, they can, they can take a jump down. on <laughs> Take a long walk off a short pier. Right. They can fist fight a bag of wieners. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but this is, it's a neat scene. Cause everybody's heading to the show and they're all pumped. And like, you're really getting this, like it's, it's it, the song is called New Year's Evil and it shreds. Yeah, it's very enjoyable for sure. And I as they're going down uh, during the opening credits at the four minute forty one second mark, there is a girl driving in a van, Weed. passing the punkers. Yeah, mm. mm, boobies. That's right. We got some boobies. Yeah, she opens the side van door and was like, "Hey, what's up, guys? Happy New Year's!" Ba boom. Drive by titty flash. Right, just getting into it. I appreciate it. I mean, if. F, if I were going down the street and, hey, random stranger, here's boobs. It's like, thank you. And uh, for those of you who listen, I, I actually got some feedback where uh, it seems like we always draw attention to the boobies and we're not maybe spreading love around for any men. But we don't see many doinks yeah, in these Yeah, you swap a ding dong. We're calling it out. And I'm perfectly honest, if they did, we would do it. Yeah. And if you listen to the Sleepaway Camp episode, we talk about Ronnie's hog for a while. My God, that kid's face. Just full speed. <laughs> Boom. So the Jersey bulge, man, <laughs> straight up. If you think we're out, you know, out there, we're just being sexist because we're a couple guys focusing only on the boobies. We're gonna call it all out, but you just Regardless. don't see too much of it. Yeah, yeah. We'll get to like an Adam Marcus movie, and then it'll be plenty of dick for you to mm. munch on. As the crowd now rolls up, as the movie is fully in swing, Diane continues to get ready and is visited in her room by her son Derek. This flipping nut job. This, this guy, guy is depressing. Yeah, this kid. Yeah, he a... needs a hug. 
Derek has brought his mom some roses and tries to congratulate her about her show and then tell her that he's got this new acting job on a show called Spaceship America. Yes. Can uh, I just can we say Oedipus Complex? Right? Yeah. But mom, mom, could you just queef on my face a little bit? It's 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 so but it's 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 what's the Oedipus Complex? It's you want to doink your mom. There you go. It's just it's you want to so, come back in the hole you came out. It's of. so just yeah. I'm trying to find a better word than awkward because it's just an easy out. But stalk word. It's uncomfortable from the get go. Very dude like burial grounds. Yeah, it's mother. <laughs> I can't wait to do that. Ugh, I cannot wait to not do that. So yeah, where are we at? Okay, so. Derek has a show, uh, spot on Spaceship America, and Diane doesn't give a shit. She's completely ignoring him, focusing solely on getting ready, and just wants nothing to do with it. She's like, what? What were you saying? Huh? And Derek's just like, fuck it. Forget it, Mom. Uh, Derek then asks... But like a DQ, like, <coughs> F it, Mother. <sighs> I'm going to lay on the bed and think about pills and how great they would taste with alcohol all three of them all right quick question what do you think spaceship america could or could not be about um if you say an american spaceship i'm gonna slap the malarkey out of your face hole over there pal hmm i'm gonna go with a spaceship that is launched into space i like it full of americans okay Looking to establish a colony somewhere else in the galaxy. See, I was thinking like America's greatest hero, but it's Mork for more in reverse. <laughs> Could it's be. reverse Superman. They ship a human to a planet and they, <laughs> they hate ship him. a human to Krypton. Right. It's just like. And they've got powers and he doesn't. Right. And it's it just like, we're going to go get some pizza, hang tight. Then the planet blows up and that's <laughs> over. So Derek then asks his dad where he is and says that he wants to give him a call uh, while Diane heads off to the show. But Di- uh, Diane lets him know, like, hey, your dad's all fucked up in Florida and he's no good to anybody. No, Derek- Palm Springs. I think this is all Los Angeles. Oh, is it? Yeah, because, like, remember any time Bugs Bunny's like, oh, I uh, should have. They do say Palm Springs. That. I'm sorry. Because Palm Springs is a two-hour drive from Los Angeles. My apologies. That's they do right. say Palm Springs. You're right. I don't have it in here, but you are correct, sir. Watch! Cracking down. <laughs> Derek says he doesn't want to go to the New Year's show that Diane has invited him to and says that he's just going to sit here and, and watch it on TV. Genuinely get in the elevator, take it four stories down, and show up at Hollywood Hotline. Right. So Blaze now is at the show getting everything kicked off where they're going to do a countdown of the best New Year's rock videos until midnight. They also have a panel of operators who will answer calls from the viewers and take votes on the best song of the year live on the air while the show continues throughout the night with dancing and live music and all other kinds of stuff. I got this part. They refer to her as the first lady of uh, the first lady of rock, Blaze. See, I'm thinking she's a retired ex American gladiator, <laughs> so she got to keep her name and like got to Jesse camp it up. I miss those American gladiator names. You and me both. They were fun, right? Someone now calls into the show using a voice changer and speaks with Blaze. He tells her, her his name is Evil and that he's going to commit murder at midnight. He then says he's going to kill someone she knows. Every hour before Diane hangs up on the phone and continues on with the show. Yeah, explain this time zone thing to me if we're there. Because this, I'd try, I was like, 
Jeff will get it. I'm good. Time zone thing. This, like, oh, maybe I'm jumping the gun. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, they're in Los Angeles. Yes. And he's going to kill every person at midnight. Because it's like. Starting with the midnight on the East Coast. Yes. Then New York, Chicago, Aspen. So it's New York. Okay. Their midnight comes first. Then Chicago's comes second. It's oh, not- we should have broke it down into time zones, like what they're called. I always get screwing you. Like, there's Central. Eastern, Central, Mountain, and Pacific. Oh, you travel, so you know this stuff. Yeah. Okay. So, but he doesn't say this outright, but this is what he plans to do, and they get with it later. He's going to kill someone at midnight, every hour, on the hour, for each of the time zones, culminating in Blaze's death at the end at the stroke of midnight on the West Coast. That's essentially what Nachos is getting at here. There we go. What I'm fumble funking around with. Right. So Blaze then runs off to talk to Ernie about what just happened and requests that she get some cops around her to protect her after the very serious threat. Why don't you get some more cops? <laughs> That's like, well, come on, Blaze. <laughs> yeah, solid acting, Pinky. <laughs> I like this. This whole part, I don't know if you ever saw Neon Maniacs. And if you haven't, that's probably on the better. That's probably better for you. They have a battle of the bands that is almost... Well, it's very similar to this. Anyway. So the band now continues to play, and people are gently moshing into each other. So that's the, that's the most casual. It's like, let's set our mosh to about a four. Yeah. No shit. What song's playing? Uh, What? I don't know. New Year's Eve! Oh, is God, it? I can't do that. Uh, They even... Well, he's like, call me evil. And she's like, how about I call you the Phantom? It's like, yeah, let's run with that. That actually sounds way cooler. That, well, that's back. I got a, I got a thing on why they call him the Phantom later. Oh, okay. Or like her, She's making a joke. Oh, snap. It's a yoke, and I'll tell you about it. You'll like it, too. Okay. It's right up your alley. So uh, as we got the gentle moshing now, we cut to evil while he hangs up the payphone that he was calling from and heads over to a building labeled the Crawford Sanitarium. He sneaks through the kitchen and makes his way through the hospital while some patients are watching Blaze's show on TV. He <laughs> cuts into a like hallway like office and changes clothes into an orderly as Nurse Jane steps away from the party for a quick smoke and catches Evil coming out of the room and he's dressed at the orderly and he introduces himself as Jeff Winters. Okay. He pretends that he was sent over from the county hospital as temporary help. Nurse Jane and Evil continue to flirt with each other, and he convinces her to sneak off and drink some champagne that he has snuck into the hospital, as well as listen to some music on the radio that he has smuggled in with him as well, before they get back Why to work. Why do you have to smuggle a radio? I don't know. Is he, it made of uranium? He's or? like hiding everything because he's running around. It's kind of odd. He's a flipping turd. So, back now at the TV show, and this movie cuts back and forth quite a bit. Right, I I just dropped half of it out of my notes, otherwise I'm just... Back at the TV show, everyone is dancing like idiots as Ernie (laughs) begins uh, to bring some detectives around. We get Detective Clayton and Sergeant Green from the LAPD as additional protection for Blaze after Evil is now called. Detective Clayton says that this behavior should be expected from her types of fans. Oh, 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 is this when he goes on that psycho babble jargon that you only find in a 1980s movie? I love stuff like this. Yeah, just like, hey, wait a stereotype and put me in a box, dickhole. Right. 
Well, you dress like a clown for the punkers, so clearly they want to rape or murder you. Yes, it's your fault for dressing like that. Right, yes. And listening to rock and or roll. Usually drugs and fornication occur in sequence. <laughs> Don't blame me. I voted for Kodos. <laughs> he tells her that if he calls again, that she should try to keep him on the phone longer to see if they can trace it. Blaze then walks off and calls Derek to see if he has seen Yvonne yet, as she has still not made an appearance, and she hasn't made it to the show, and she's probably going to lose her job, but little does Diane know she's dead. Derek yeah, tells good her... Good luck firing her <laughs> person. I bet she's stuffed in an elevator shaft somewhere, if right. I were to guess. Safe bad. Derek tells her that he hasn't, but he has something too important to tell his mother, and she just blows him off again. Yeah, she does. And gets back to the show. Eric then, or Eric, Derek then hangs up the phone and takes what should be a handful of pills. You know what it is? At the very beginning, uh, when she's talking to her manager and hairdresser or whatever, it's like, oh, you know, something, so-and-so needs to calm down and take some lewds. Yeah, she tells Ernie that. Okay. Ernie, calm down and take a lewd. Right, so maybe maybe Derek Clown Town over here found the rest of a mom's lewd stash. Yeah, so there's just three of them. And he takes it with a glass of water. And I don't know if he's just doing it to get fucked up or if he's trying to commit suicide at this point. I honestly don't even care. The Derek character is probably the lamest character. We'll get to that. (laughs) I got a whole dump truck full of hate for this. Back at the hospital, Jane and Evil are getting busy as Blaze comes over on the radio. Announcing that it's just a few moments from midnight at Times Square in New York City. And the countdown begins. I gotta drop this line. Like, when they're getting ready to show it on the TV and they're talking about, like, everybody in all the time zones. Yeah. The announcer goes, A boiler factory would be a graveyard by comparison. Who says stuff like that? (laughs) That's... Is that your clever dialogue? That's like 1930s, like, serial. Well, yeah. Again, now Superman's coming out like a bullet from a gun. My God. (laughs) I'm just doing the monarch. He shot out their faster than some soap from my slippery hands than a teenage boy on prom night <laughs> doing like howard Cassell. i don't know what the french toast that I'm is doing. a weird thing that he says it's odd there's a couple more i don't even like know that. what it doesn't make sense to me yeah take that boiler factory oh <laughs> new year's got your ass right take that teamsters Excuse me, Budweiser's getting caught right here. As Evil is rounding second base with Nurse Jane, he presses the record button on his tape player, then pulls out a switchblade and stabs Jane repeatedly, killing her. It's for Boner Jams 1981. (laughs) Death number two, goodbye, Nurse. Didn't think I'd throw some Animaniacs in <laughs> your face. Look at you. Look at you. I'm climbing back up on that bike. Get on it. Put your weight on it. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm really enjoying this beer. I know. We should have got more. Back at the show again, the party is kicking up as Blaze gets a second phone call from Evil. He tells Blaze that he has made his first kill right on schedule and plays her the tape of him killing Nurse Jane during the countdown. Okay. Hold up, man. Does does evil kind of sound like Peter Frampton's guitar on meth? <laughs> I'm going to kill you now. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. 
I mean, no, I'm sorry. Peter Frampton, your guitar is way cooler than this. Uh, no, he kind of sounds like the parents from the Peanuts gang. I'll buy that. Wah, 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 wah. I'm evil. <laughs> I'll punch that dude in his throat. No, I don't think it's that bad, uh, like the voice, but it's whatever. So he then states that he will hear from her, or she will hear from him again in another hour, and that the police can find her body somewhere in the Crawford Sanitarium before hanging up. Back inside the hospital, another nurse goes to look for Jane as she hasn't been seen in a while. And just out of all Did he the, even hide the body? All the doors in this hallway, she picks the one they were fucking around in, finds Jane's bloody shoe, opens the closet, then finds Jane's fucking body stashed, you know mutilated, what? and shoved inside this, this is, closet. This uh, is, Evil does a lot of connect the dots, family circus, uh, dotted line with uh, the, you know, uh, articles of clothing. Yeah. He, he, so that's kind of his, his MO here is to lead them to Yeah, the I was going to say, what is his motive anyway? But we'll figure that out. <laughs> so back in L.A., Derek oh my God, is all part. fucked up now. This dude is such a... Playing f- with a switchblade. Everybody's got switchblades in Except this Except us, dude. Movie. I always wanted a switchblade. Listeners, did you hear that? Give me a switchblade. <laughs> uh, so he's playing with a switchblade. He slices up his mom's pantyhose, starts to yeah. talk him, to himself in the mirror... And then pulls the pantyhose over his head and then pierces his ear with a long, like, needle or bobby pin. Yeah, bobby pin or what? what? It's like, is this scene supposed He's like, who has mental disabilities now, Mom? Is yeah. that supposed to be scary? It's uncomfortable is what it is. And these are, like, red pantyhose. Oh, and he goes, how do I look now? You look like a fucking jackass, kid. And it's weird because everybody's seen, like, a million movies where, like, bank robbers and guys who rob gas stations pull pantyhose over their head. And it, like, semi-fits. He somehow got, like, the smallest fucking legs. You see Blaze's, or Pinky's legs? (laughs) And it's, it's, like, badly, like, stretching and, like, you can hear it ripping. It's... It's very uncomfortable. If that was the director's intention, kudos, you fucking did your job. It makes that my fucking skin That prop master crawl. got fired. <laughs> it makes my goddamn skin crawl. I don't like it. Maybe it's on too tight. Like it's stuck and whatever. So all that's Head going down tight. with Derek as he continues to watch the party. Right? We cut back to it where the band is playing on and Blaze dances on TV. Okay, and this is Made in China, right? Made in Japan. My bad. Yeah. Oh, so did you ever see Phantom of the Paradise? Mm-hmm. Okay. The dude on the front stage kind of looks like Meat, a.k.a. Bud the Chud, a.k.a. the stepdad from Chucky 2, a.k.a. I don't know, that dude's in a bunch of stuff. That was it? Yeah, that's all I got. Thank you. It, yes, thank you. Yeah. I don't know what else to say to that. Stone right. There he is. Evil. <laughs> I wish we could play that without, like, getting in trouble or whatever, because that song rules. So while this goes on, Derek's still watching the TV, and he continues to rip the heads off the roses that he brought his mom earlier. Slowly crying. Oh, my God. We cut to Evil, who is now put on a cheap shoot. Suit. Take two. A cheap suit, and is gluing a fake mustache onto his face as he gets prepped for the next kill. All right, what's worse? This fake mustache or the fake fake mustache from Sleepaway Camp? Sleepaway Camp. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Easily. It's like Hands hot, down. You hot glued a dead mouse on your upper lip. Meanwhile, Detective Clayton confirms that evil, what he said is true, and he is in fact a killer. And Blaze starts to think that maybe he has killed Yvonne, too. 
Evil is now at a New Year's Eve disco party. Disco chaka. Where he spots his next victim. While back in L.A., Detective Clayton tells Blaze and Ernie that Evil will continue to kill someone at midnight for each of the time zones until he gets to Blaze at midnight, resulting in at least three more murders. He tells Blaze to continue with the show and keep taking calls from him so they can catch him if he makes any mistakes. It's good to have motivation, I guess. I yeah, don't know. it's like, no, it's cool. Just eventually we're going to catch him. He might kill one or two more people, maybe three. <laughs> But when he comes for your ass, we got him. Somebody's getting some nervous diarrhea. That's all I know. <laughs> Back at the disco, Evil continues to flirt with Sally, and he convinces her to come to a party at Eric Estrada's house. Name drop! Right? <laughs> this meant something in 1980. Oh, no. Up yours, pal. If you said we were going to go to an Eric Estrada party house up in the hills, I'd be throwing out hand jobs left and right, man. Yes, you and I would go, absolutely. But the casual person is not like... Eric Estrada, or even knows who he is, or has even watched Chips. Marco from C-Lab 2021? <laughs> like, no one's like, oh my god, we're going to Pontius' house? Right. I don't think so. And I like Chips. Did you ever see the one where they fight the robot on Halloween? No way. Oh, that's two different episodes. Yeah, sign up for our Patreon and we'll tell you all about it. Our Patreon is just when people come and buy us shots when they see us. Oh, I know. <laughs> You hear that, loyal listeners? My liver has a shot glass size hole waiting for you to fill it. <laughs> so Sally agrees to go to Eric Estrada's house because it's 1980 and why the fuck not? And she meets Evil outside and lets him know that she's bringing her roommate Lisa along. And she's like, "Why wouldn't I? <clears throat> why wouldn't I bring bring her along? I don't know you." That's, I mean, real talk. That's smart. Yeah. She's kind of arming herself with her buddy. It's Fair a enough. buddy system. Hey, worst comes to worst. Right? Duel and blowjobs. There you go. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, back in L.A., Blaze and the detectives are listening to the tapes of the first call, uh, first kill from evil, so they can learn any clues before she gets back to her show as midnight in Chicago is now closing in. Back to evil. He is driving Sally and Lisa around, and he starts to get pissed because it looks like he might be late. They assume it's for the party. He knows it's for his kill deadline. <laughs> right. I have evil in the floozies. And Back in the evil mobile. Sally brings this <laughs> fucking nonstop flapjawing dialogue about like new wave 80s crap. And she's like, don't get so upset. You know what? You need to try some TM. And he's like Whoa. so intrigued. He's like, what is that? She's like, transcendental meditation. It'll help you calm down. She regales some of the tale of how it got her to stop biting her nails, and it got, or, and Lisa got rid of her nervous diarrhea. And she's just like, you know what? I figure, Sally, shut your fucking hole. Not everybody needs to know about my nervous diarrhea. <laughs> yeah. Diarrhea, my my hot butt mustard. You Sally, know, if you don't shut the hole in that face, I'm going to nervous diarrhea on your fucking pillows. I'm going to squirt on your titties. <laughs> so that transdimensional thing, is that like gateway from the X-Men or whatever? No, transcendental. Yeah, what he said. What about dental? <laughs> they got dental and whatever. <laughs> Not transdimensional. Yeah, same thing. Transcendental. Like I said, I stopped cussing. I wouldn't stop drinking, okay? Two different things. All right. Sally... Continues to annoy everyone with her constant fucking yapping when Lisa asks for a pit stop while Evil turns on the radio. Hold up. 
I would not mess around with old girl <coughs> because apparently she's a Zen master. And if you screw around with her, she might bust out some yoga fire on your ass. <laughs> yoga fire. Yoga flame. Yoga flame. <laughs> you think we'd be dipping into Street Fighter 2 up in this business? This biatch. That'll come into play later. When they stop, he gives Lisa some money and asks her to buy the biggest goddamn bottle. dollars in 1980, which might have been... I don't know, like a lot of money in the 80s. I don't know that transition. It's a lot of money now. Well, I know in the 90s, a pack of cigarettes was $1.35 in Los Angeles. So he tells her to get the biggest goddamn bottle of champagne while Sally stays in the car to get acquainted with her new date. The countdown starts for Chicago as evil hits record on the tape player, and he tricks Sally to smell this bag of weed. Get a whiff of these nugs. And it's... It's the biggest fucking, like, garbage bag that you would keep Garbage bag! I don't, like, I would, I'd be like, why is your weed in this fucking Target shopping bag? Like, this is unnecessary. That's what I like to call a space helmet. It's this fun little thing I do if I'm hanging out with a buddy. I'll put a plastic bag over the head and say, oh, it's a space helmet! Keep breathing! <laughs> you pull it back real tight on their head until they see stars. And that's what he does to Sally, suffocating her to death with it. He starts choking the doo-doo out of her. So Lisa finishes up. In... Why? I have a death for this. Oh, well, then do it. You ever heard of Shake and Bake? Like the chicken? Yeah. Um, and well, I helped. <laughs> she's baked and shaked, and I helped. <laughs> baked as in under the influence of marijuana, and then shaked as into a state of to where she can't breathe and suffocation if she died. <laughs> and then uh, as I, if I spectated, then I'm an accomplice. So technically, I kind of <laughs> helped. I got it. Good one, Biff. <laughs> Hold up. When she's in that fucking gas station, what's going on with that exchange? She's like, <gasps> the big black dude's like, happy New Year's. And she's just like, mm-hmm. it's very mm-hmm. uncomfortable. Like she's smelling a fart or something. <laughs> I don't get it. I, you could have edited that out of the movie. That was totally unnecessary, but whatever. So Lisa finishes up, comes outside. And sees that the car is gone when she finds one of Sally's shoes on the ground. She looks around back at the liquor store and makes her way to the dumpster area behind it and sees Sally's scarf hanging from inside a dumpster. Do you hear what Evil's doing during this? He's doing like his warm-up vocals like, Okay, it's not in the subtitles, so. I did not hear that. It was real dumb. So she opens up the dumpster to look for Sally, but is pulled inside and killed by evil. Straight up, snatched her up, and Oscar the Grouch ass. Oh, no, he, he, he does the Gremlins thing. He, like, lits, lights the, the Zippo, like, oh, yeah, to light it up. <laughs> or Ace Ventura's. Um, Lisa, death number four. When I'm dead, throw me in the trash. <laughs> A little Frank Reynolds for you. <laughs> Even... Uh, Evil then calls Blaze and plays the tape of his latest victims before telling her that the cops can find the bodies at this specific address. He then changes clothes before getting... That's a ballsy move, too, just in public, in front of everybody, as the cops drive by in the background. Before getting into the car and heading off for the next kill. The cops head to the scene and follow a blood trail that leads them to a playground where Sally and Lisa's bodies have been stashed. And this scene's kind of set up pretty cool. 
You got Sally hanging like dead, throat slit, on the swing. Yeah, she's like she's jacked up in the monkey bars or something, and she has the bag over her head, right? Yep. Also, we missed jump scare kitty out of the dumpster. Oh, that's like who put you there, you little cutie, you little bastard. Evil, did you do that? Yeah, no cops like them scary cats. (laughs) And then he goes to look for around some more, and Lisa finds her little. Purse. Satchel. Purse. Clutch. It's a purse. It's a clutch. It's a clutch purse. It's Lady purse. listeners, prove this this McGillicuddy. It's called a clutch purse. It's a purse. A purse is a purse. A purse is a purse. A purse. A purse. Okay, anyway. And then she slippity slides, dizzle down. Do you say chain wallet or do you just say wallet? Chain wallet. It's got the big old chain. It's just a wallet. I call it juggalo armor. <laughs> Alrighty. Back to the damn movie. You keep interrupting me. Oh, I'll do it. <laughs> Evil is now dressed as a priest for some reason. I'm not sure what the reasoning behind this yeah. was going to be. Are you less likely to get beat up if you're a priest? Right. Because where I come from, we beat up priests. And he's headed to the next kill, but is harassed by some bikers. Yeah. What is this? He said something? I, I, I didn't catch it. He's subtitles. like, up yours. Like, the biker's like, up, up yours, padre. padre. Yeah. Yeah, that'll learn you to drive your car and mind your business. So what's up, dude? He's driving, and he has, like, all these priest books and, like, nuns all open to that. Like, what's that about? He's committing to the bit, man. Okay, he's making a habit of it. I guess. Because <laughs> religion habit. Anyway. I'm looking at you. Your cat's doing burnouts upstairs? I hope so. Okay. I can't wait to go upstairs and find a bunch of shit broken. So while he is distracted from the news reports of his killings on the radio, he accidentally wrecks into one of the bikers at a stoplight. Accidentally Pee Wee Herman's it. And then speeds the fuck off. The bikers give chase and chase him down and corner him in a drive-in theater playing Blood Feast, where he is hiding. All right, so I wanted to ask you. I got Blood Feast. I got Bloodbath. What were the other six movies? That I don't know. No, I mean, let's... Blood fart. Oh, like... I'm it, confused. It's a bit. Blood it's fart. not a good one. Did you say something? Blood bath. Blood store. Blood knuckle. Blood kitten. Blood double dutch. So we got one more. Blood... Boobs. Shower. Bloody shower. And we're back. Do you know how phones work? Yeah. Do you know how, like, w- like warning me if we're going to do something like this? We genuinely had this conversation in the ride home last night. We did not. You talked about what that movie was and if you could see it. And I said, yes. That movie that they're showing actually exists. And it wasn't on the ride home. It was the ride to the Horrible Horror Podcast. Yes. No. What had... is that movie, man? Let's no. talk about that. We will later. I don't want to talk about it now. We had no other conversations. So next time you try to do something like that, warn a brother. Can't just edit that out. I'm leaving it in so everybody knows that you're a jack-off. Cigarette break? What? That's <laughs> what I heard. Evil sneaks away as the bikers then close in. He gets out of his car and like, like tries to like move down the aisle of the other cars. They find it, and they start fucking it up in front of God and everybody, dude. Like, this nice Mercedes yeah. that he's fucking driving. You know what? Good. 
And they're beating the shit out of it. Evil's kind of a wiener anyway. And and you practically kill the dude by driving over him. So right. So take your lumps, chump. So he ends up getting cornered as he's trying to sneak away by the biker that flipped him off earlier and that he hit with the car. He tells the biker that he's a man of God, not a man of violence, before stabbing <laughs> him in the he, gut. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm a man of God, not of violence. <laughs> All right. So this is my kerfuffle. This is my uh, my boggle. Your boggle? My boggle. I don't think this dude died. Because he wasn't, like, stabbing him in the neck. It was just a little shank to the gut. I'm not here to dispose you. I'm temporarily here to get you out of my way kind of thing. I don't think dude died. I don't know. He's dis or decapacitated. D or dis? How about we take a pause? I'll stab you in the stomach. If you can finish let's, the episode let's do that. Let's without do that. dying, let's uh, do that. then I'll say you're right. All right, and we're back from a quick break. I stabbed nachos in the stomach, so we'll see if he <coughs> survives the night, and you can tell me whether or not the biker died. Well, uh, thanks for that. You're welcome, buddy. Really puts a whole perspective on living. <laughs> and honestly, my New Year's resolution is stupid. I need to live for my fullest. So as evil then runs off, he interrupts a macking session in progress, between a couple and forces the boyfriend to tell them where the keys for the car are. Where do you think they're going to be? Genius? Like they're in the fucking ignition. Are they in the muffler? This guy's <laughs> got the right idea. Burn a duber down and get your titties honked on. You know? <laughs> right? Uh, so I like how the boyfriend gets out and uh, she's like slowly just casually like buttoning up her blouse. She's like, all right, now there's two of them. I can get both of, my boobies honked Instead on. of getting out of the door and running away, she's like, oh, it's cool. I'm just going to get dressed first. Evil then steals the car, drives away with the girlfriend in tow in the back seat. The girlfriend tries to plead with Evil to let her go, and it's like, please, I'll do anything. I'll even let you bang me, and I won't make a fuss about it. Offering up some butt. It's uncomfortable, uh, but Evil's like, nah, sha-na-na. He just pulls out a switchblade, he's like, no, girls are icky. He's <laughs> driving down the street when two drunk idiots... <laughs> stumble into the middle of the road these are like the drunkest cartoon dudes ever they look like they're about ready to fall off the planet <laughs> i love these guys they're fucking hammered uh evil then has to stop the car because these idiots are in his fucking way and that's when the girlfriend escapes the back seat and runs off with evil then giving chase just leaving this fucking like caprice fucking giant fucking vehicle smack dab in, in the middle of the road you know what if if evil wanted to make his quota he would have floored it and dusted those goons right that's a twofer blum, blum. so evil chases her down to a park where she hides underneath a shed and he's working his way towards her this is so lame when two cops show up and he's, he's like trying to stalk her like Ooh, let me drag my switchblade it's like your creeping game is hecka lame buddy and he's about to get down on her but these cops show up and chase him off as midnight in colorado comes and goes without evil killing her and getting to record it yes back at blaze's show detective clayton makes an announcement to the audience during a commercial break about how if anyone in the room leaves for any reason they will not be let back into the show what does that chick say in the car it's like why don't you leave, you fucking pig? <laughs> yeah. Just like, it's like they're just like not having this shit. It's like for your safety. Fuck you. Get out. Clearly, this is pre 9 11. If you <laughs> say that to a cop today, you're going to be wearing your teeth like necklace. It should have been like the like the late eight or late 90s, like the attitude era from WWF. Where it's da, like, da, 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 da. They're going, asshole. Doing the asshole. cross chops on your ding dong kind of thing. <laughs> so. 
He oh. then heads over and introduces the police psychologist who is this dude, trying to help catch the killer. Dr. Psychobabble. <laughs> he explains that they need to prepare for the very real possibility that the killer will make it to Blaze at midnight. And Derek is stalking in the back with that pantyhose still oh, on his fucking head. He looks like one of the mutants from The Dark Knight. You He's know, wearing Jordy like LaForge sunglasses. He looks like a, a, a top-shelf dingus. It's so weird. What were the henchmen's names in, like, The Dark Knight? You know, the Frank Miller one? It's like... They were just mutants, right? There's two of them specifically. It's like, ooh, meaty whitey, you know, ooh, fresh meats. It's like, it's Bob and... Mm. Terry or something? I, okay, that's that's a comic read. Dozer. <laughs> sure, why not? Glazer. Glazer. Hey there, pretty girl. You want me to put on my, my Jordy LaForge specs and, and hike these shorts all the way up my butt crack? <laughs> it's just... I'll do you good. Like, how did you make it through the whole hotel, through all these people with this on your face, and then they're just like, oh, that's cool, just hang on. Oh, they'd be like, oh, it's the Prince of Rock, Blaze's kid, star of American Spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> He's a celebrity, so let him do his thing. So he continues on to tell her that all this is going to still happen, that he's going to try to kill her at midnight, and they have to prepare for this. Evil then arrives at the hotel. Did you see this truck he rolls up in? It is some Hot Wheels garbage, man. It might as well just have those giant like flames on the side. And then it, like, takes off on the orange track, and then the loop the loop <laughs> All right, I'm out. He, like, hitchhikes a ride as a priest carrying a radio to the hotel, and, like, Whoever gave him the ride, one, gets to survive the night, and two, didn't seem to ask any questions. Right, yeah. Where's your motive now, dummy? So he shows up and he sees that the cops are turning everyone away who isn't already in the show or inside the hotel. And, like, this one dude's like, but I got a fucking ticket. I had to work late. And they're like, we don't give a shit. Yeah. And, like, a brawl breaks out. Like I said, you know, pre-9-11... That dude would be pooping out his teeth and it looked like a corn cob, you know, kind of thing. So Evil's like, fuck. So he makes his way to the parking garage to see if he can sneak in that way. And he finds two cops that are, like, standing guard at the parking garage entrance. And one of them goes inside for whatever reason. So the other uh, so the other cop's just kind of standing around. I, I got, I got and a, Evil calls out to him. Yeah. I got a drunk guy over here yeah. or something. I got a bit for in this. In this weird voice. Then the cop comes around the corner and he clobbers him with that brick. Not a death. Then Evil straight up metal gears his costume off and gains access to the nuke base. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Snake, now just sneak in. Just blow the smoke and you can catch the lasers. Also, smoking's bad for you. <laughs> so Evil now has made it inside without issue because he's dressed like a cop. Inside the whole uh, hotel, he makes his way to a floor where he has a trunk stashed with, like, other costumes, murder weapons, some electrical wire, and he begins to change clothes. And now, while else is going on at the show, Blaze is getting ready for the midnight countdown in L.A., and she says that she's going down to her room to change into her outfit, and Sergeant Green tags along with her as, his, as her escort. While checking the room, he finds Derek passed out in the bed and, like, pulls a gun on him. Yes, he does. Uh, they stumble across Derek, who's straight up acting like a scaly fiash. <laughs> that comes into play later. Uh, Blaze gets in front of him and is like, no, 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 this is my son. This is my son. What the hell's your problem? Go ahead and shoot him a couple times because he's a dunce. But... but then she's also such a shitty mom because she says that she forgot that Derek was even there. 
And that starts a fight between the two of them with Derek fucking storming out. Just being a diva. Blaze asks Sergeant Green if he would wait outside while she finishes changing. And as Blaze starts this to get ready, cool, like, someone cool. comes from around the corner in a mask and is holding a switchblade, just kind of casually tossing well, it around. It's Laurel Knievel. <laughs> Uh, he turns around as he sneak. I'm sorry. She turns around as he's sneaking up and frightens Blaze. Before, I dug this before he takes off the mask, where she recognizes him as Richard. Richard, her husband. Evil. So is Richard. It turns out that evil is in fact Richard, Blaze's husband. Dun dun dun. What? Oh what? He tells her that he's there to surprise her, and that the whole thing was Derek's idea, and he's really sorry for. For letting, you know, scaring her that way. And he's going to All right. go ahead and let the cop know, like, hey. Don't uh, shoot me. Don't shoot me. So he pokes his head out and he's like, officer, I'm her husband. He's like, is he really? And she's like, yeah, it's cool. So he stays there. Or he says he's come to stay with her since he heard the killer making all those calls and is threatening her. And Blaze asks him to go off and find Derek. When Richard leaves the room, Sergeant Green asks how he got in the hotel. And wants to know how Richard did it. He says that Ernie, Blaze's agent, gave the okay. Mm. Green doesn't buy this and calls it into Clayton. While Richard makes his way back to the trunk and grabs some wires and uses them on a nearby electrical panel. Straight up MacGyver in this. To fucking rig the elevator. Upstairs, Detective Clayton gets a call and tells Ernie that Richard's car was found abandoned at a local drive-in where a biker had been stabbed earlier that night. But he ain't dead. They don't say that he's dead. He also tells him that Richard was once a patient at the Crawford Sanitarium where they found the nurse earlier. Okay. And they are then interrupted by another officer who informs both of them that Richard is in the hotel and that Ernie apparently gave the okay. Ernie says, fuck no, (laughs) I did not, and they go looking for him. It's like I never even liked that asshole. Yeah, he's like, it's always fucking weird. I never I never gave a shit about that He's like, that Blaze, guy. also, did you still got those lewds? <laughs> now they... I need them. Yeah. Did Derek take them all? All three of them? <laughs> Where are my pantyhose? This is bullshit. Meanwhile, Richard is watching Sergeant Green and Blaze in the elevator from a security monitor that he's, like, got that next to there. That has audio, too. And he's wiring the elevator, and he makes it head to the basement instead of back up to the party. Richard then forces the door open and knocks Sergeant Green out with this fucking roundhouse kick to the face. Because they're like going up and down and they're all like, oh, and they're about to pass out on the floor because I think they're going to die. Straight up Roger Rabbit. Yeah. Third floor, sir. Going down, sir. <laughs> Have a good day, sir. That's pretty good. <laughs> he drags Sergeant Green away before returning to Blaze. And she says that she needs to get back upstairs to the show, but Richard tells her that he has a surprise for her and the show will continue on without her. Richard then pulls out the tape recorder and plays the tape of him killing all the people from earlier and They're admits like that he is evil. Both laying down in the like she's she's like, Ugh, and then he's just kind of casually laying next to her, like head on head on her shoulder kind of sh- uh, stuff like that. Richard then goes into this monologue and he tells her that he's fed up with the way she acts. He states that Derek tells him that she's always trying to turn him against Richard and that she constantly flirts with other men when Richard is not around before going on a tirade about how women are manipulative, deceitful, immoral, and very, very selfish. He admits to killing Yvonne because she always made him beg for Blaze's money like he was a second-class citizen. 
and he felt castrated, and he, saw, he thought that Blaze was trying to do the same thing to their son, and he's going to put an end to it. I want to take my boy to the Rose Bowl game. Dude, nut up. Get a job. Don't. Okay, fuck this not cussing thing. Mind you, that could be my... No, I don't give a fuck. Fuck this whole part. Boo, women are icky and manipulative. Get the fuck over yourself, dude. Any respect I had for this killer at this point is out the window for being a dopey, mopey cunt. Fuck. Damn. Right. And what was it, What was it even his motive to this pathetic little pity party? Ugh. That's it? That's it? That's why you're going around and fucking killing people? How the fuck does that make sense? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Sorry, let me have some calm down sauce for a second. <laughs> Easy, buddy. Cheese and rice. Cheese machine. Richard continues to tell Blaze that he is doing this for the betterment of both him and Derek before he forces them out of the elevator. Ah, elevator. And he actually has this great line where he's laying his head on her chest, like kind of consoling her, and he says... I can hear your heart beating. I don't like that. As if to say, he's tired of it and he's about to put an end to it. He then makes the elevator go up far enough. With some weird button on the side? Yeah. What? What? 1980s. There we go. Right? Elevator expert, I am not. So he then makes it go up far enough. So he chains her to the bottom of it and then handcuffs her to the chain so that she will hang there and be smashed to death when anyone rides it down before sending it all the way to the top of the floor where Blaze then sees Yvonne's corpse stashed in the elevator shaft. She is pale as fuck. She's been there a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Some people then get in the elevator. Who are these people? These sad party goers. They're like, yeah, we'll just go up to my room, do a little blow and bang, you know, for New Year's. And then nope. Richard then forces the elevator down, and the cops come around the corner as he's doing so, and Richard and the cops... You just call him Dick. ...get into a shootout. Before the elevator can crush Blaze and crash to the bottom, the elevator, the cops shoot the panel, which forces the elevator to a halt, and Richard then runs up the back stairwell. Straight up video game logic. Right. The cops chase Richard to the roof of the hotel, oh my God, where I Richard got... puts on his mask again and recites Hamlet. Oh, I said, did he just quote Billy Madison? <laughs> to sleep, to die, no more! <laughs> This fucking showed. He then jumps off the hotel roof to his death. Fribblegas! I have death number five. Evil dick does a five-floor frog splash. <laughs> Should have done five-story frog splash. Witness me! <laughs> so everybody's now gathered outside around Derek's de or uh, Richard's dead body as Derek goes to his father and steals the mask while caressing him before the cops can pull him away. This kid's a fucking they then load a rescued Blaze into the back of an ambulance, and the paramedic tells the driver that they can take off. The camera then leans into the front, and we see Derek in the front seat wearing his father's mask as the camera pans to the passenger seat where we see the dead body of the driver laying on the floor with his throat slit. Ah, uh, yes. That paramedic, death number six, I don't even fucking care anymore, dude. Like, you're telling me that booger-eating son of a bitch is like, killing uh, did you see how close the people are to the ambulance they're all just oh do we just witness a murder let's not say anything uh... derek drives the ambulance off as a radio announcer states that it is midnight in hawaii aloha and the end credits roll what what song do we get to hear uh is it old lang syne what 
I don't know. What song is it? New Year's Evil! And that just sweet-ass song shreds one more motherfucking time. You want to see a dead body? You know it, boy. All right, so Nachos and I have differing accounts of the kills. He says it's six. I say it's seven. I'm saying that biker didn't die, man. Three of them are off-screen. Number one, Yvonne, kill with the switchblade, off-screen. She got wet. Number two, Nurse Jane, stabbed several times in the chest and neck. Goodbye, nurse. Number three, Sally, strangled to death, death with a plastic bag. He's shaking back, and I helped. Number four, Lisa, pulled in the dumpster, killed off screen. Nervous diarrhea. I have number five, biker, stabbed in stomach. Insert cricket noises. Number six was Richard, suicide by jumping off the building. Bye. And number seven, the paramedic, is throat slit, uh, off screen, by Derek. No, I got nothing. Fuck that guy. What was your favorite kill, Nachos? Uh, so it wasn't so much a kill as it was the aftermath of the kills when you see the two gals, old girl up in the monkey bars, the rings. Sally and Lisa? Yeah. And then she takes the fucking boot scoot boogie down the the slide and you can see like all her stabbis woundeds. Mine was Sally's death. Sally, which one was that? That's the one with the bag overhead. Yeah. Eh. The gore was not amazing. (laughs) No, there's not a ton of gore in this, but that one's at least fairly effective because she is suffocating on screen with that bag on her face, so that one's pretty fun. Um, Ready for some stuff you should know? Bring it on! All right. During the first phone call made by the killer, it is mentioned that the voice modulation makes him sound like the Phantom. This is a reference to the titular character from Phantom of the Paradise. No shit! Yep. That is what she's referencing, which you even talked about for a little bit. Look at me sucking my own dick over yep, here. That's hey. what that's what that's what Blaze meant. She's like, Can I just call you the Phantom? Yep, she's talking about the Phantom of the Paradise. Have we ever watched have you ever seen Phantom of the Paradise? I've seen parts of it. It's fucking bonkers, dude. We gotta check it out. I know you bought it, right? Fucking A I did. Uh the drive in theater seems to show Herschel Gordon Lewis Blood Feast from nineteen sixty three, but it is not. The movie showing is actually the Red Queen kills seven times. Is that and a giallo? Because that sure sounds like it. it. So it is. It's like La Dama Rasa Usidi Set Volte. I don't know. I don't speak Hey, knock Italian. that shit off. You're going to summon a demon. <laughs> but that's what I have here. It's also been distributed under the name Blood Feast, which caused some confusion. I can see the kerfuffle. But that is the Red Queen kills seven times. Yeah, dude, because the whole time they're all jackassing around the fucking driving, they're like playing the the trailer voice like several will die. It's a and it's cool. Like the scenes they cut to. It's so fucking cool. Like, can we stop this movie and watch that fucking movie? Because that's what I want to see. Director Emmett Alston has a Hitchcock style cameo as a bearded camera operator. Hitchcock? I feel that's a really unfair term to throw out for this fucking movie. The killer wears a Stan Laurel mask near the end of the film. Yeah. Which I think is kind of neat. So from Laurel and Hardy, for Let's those that don't know. Breaking up the duo. Oh, should we ex- Google that shit, dum-dums? You can do it. Right. The title song, New Year's Evil, was performed by a Seattle local band, Shadow. Yes. Uh, most of the songs in the movie are performed by either bands Shadow or Made in Japan, there is a track listing on the Wikipedia page and the IMDb page. It was supposed to be set up for a soundtrack. They even mention it at the end credits of the movie, but it was never pressed. Well, that's that's kind of wasted, man. Yeah. I think there's a New Year's Evil like single, though, so like you can get that song. Real talk, pull, pull up a fucking playlist on YouTube. It's got you. So, you ready for your final cuts, my friend? I got a couple. All right, so tell me what you think and give me your rating. All right, man. So, this is kind of this is just little observations I made throughout the movie. This is kind of bullshit. Blaze, like I know 
how well do we know the relationship between Blaze and Richard? Like, their husband, I mean, like, are they estranged? Are they separated? What do we got? How the fuck does she not know her own husband's voice, even though it sounds like this? It's kind of bullshit. I mean, they sound different. I mean, it, yeah, but no, it's like, I don't care if you have a fucking vibrator on your throat. That's what you're going to sound like. That's from a movie, The Revenant. Well, not that movie. Uh, Richard is a fucking hyper, uh, hypocritical jerk crying uh, all that jazz like, ooh, women are nasty and your guys talk to you. I'm pretty sure you fucked that nurse, dude. So you're a cheating, lying piece of shit, so go fuck yourself. Uh, the murdering's fine. It's a slasher flick. That's, what the fuck? Okay, I don't know what was going on. Oh, sorry, Blaze. Your kid's a dud and your husband's a chud. <laughs> so who actually won the Battle of the Bands? I give it to the Shadows. And also, only the Shadow knows. That's that's what I got. What's your rating? Uh, I give it, hold up, let me, I have a whole bunch of fucking, what is this shit? Um, I give it four rocking theme songs from the Shadows out of ten. All right. Would you want to see a sequel to this? So, yeah, we uh, very differently have opinions. I like this movie. I love the soundtrack. I thought Richard was a competent killer, and I thought that Kip Neven played him very convincingly. I thought they played him well with how he hates women, and his motivations are well explained at the end. You know, because you're women like... Women are icky? That's not what he says, but yeah, he gives a really good monologue. Other than, oh, I wear a hockey mask and kill people for getting too close to my lake. Or touching my weed. So, I mean, I'm just saying, he actually has motivation, and it's well explained. Most slasher movies from this era do not give you an explanation. Oh, Terror Train, I'm going to kill you because you teased me? Uh, no. You made that dude fuck a corpse. There can be some resentment for that. <laughs> I mean, I'm all for funny pranks, but usually they don't end in uh, necrophilia. Accidental or not. <laughs> How do you have accidental necrophilia? Well, watch Terror Train. We're reviewing that next week. I will say that the actor who played Derek was weak, and most of the other characters weren't that great. Great. Only Blaze and Richard really stand oh, out. Shit. Oh, shit. Continue, buddy. I'm sorry. I'll let you go. I'm and I thought that this film was set up well for a sequel, and I would like to see one. With fucking trash boat Derek crying and cutting himself the whole time? Is he going to have the Hardy mask on? Fucking... I don't need the continuity that Derek is played by the same actor, and they could clean it up. But I felt that this motivation was really well, because every time you get an actual serial killer in real life, everybody always seems to have issues with their mom or their wife or whatever the case may be. So I liked his motivations. I like what he did. And I really enjoyed that the movie had him very open and you could see him. He didn't have a mask on. He wasn't hiding behind it until the very end as just some sort of prank on his wife. And the reveal that it was the husband yeah, was, was very cool. I was on board with, you know, I, I fucking stumbled upon a thing I had, but I'll let you finish. Go ahead. Sorry. No, you're done. You, get, you gave your final thoughts. No, but it's good. No, figure out how to work a phone and take your notes in order. I did. No, apparently not. I have AIDS. Well, you could use Walker. a computer and type things like I do. So I give it a rating of 7 Dead Nurses out of 10. I liked it and would like to see a sequel. Uh, is this, uh, we pausing or? So we're going to go ahead and take a quick pause. Nachos is going to prepare a game for us. Yeah, I got, I got, a, got a little jewel, a little treasure. <laughs> and we're back. Nachos, what is your game, buddy? All right, so I did such a good job 
I've censored myself this entire episode. Eh, kinda. Yeah, I fucking did, okay? <laughs> Until I quit caring. So I figured, censoring myself, censoring movies, censoring TV, TV edits, man. Let's play a little game here. I'm going to give you the TV edit. Okay. The, the line of the, the movie, the TV edited version. You name me the movie in the original line, or close enough, we'll go from there. All right. I mean, there's no consequences. Like, if you get ten wrong, I'm going to bash your fucking nuts with a hammer, but, uh... Hit me. You good? All right. Oh, and I'm going to do my best impersonation of said characters. All right, so the edited version is... Right on my sandwich! After you kiss it! And if, ask for a hint. You get a hint. Oh, what's the hint? Um... Jim Carrey. Uh... Dumb and Dumber. You got that. Yep. And I also I'll read it, it. He's arguing with with Harry and Lloyd are arguing. <laughs> right on my sandwich. Right after you kiss it. Oh, right on his ass after you kiss it. You got it. You yes. got it. They're arguing in the fucking hotel room in Aspen. See, this is pretty fun. Go. All right. Edited version. Before I blow your fat circus away, I want to know why. You want that hint? Yeah. Todd McFarlane. Oh, it's uh, uh, Spawn. Yeah. And he's about to kill uh, the, the clown. I'll read you the edited line one more time. Before I blow your fat yeah. circus away. The violator. He's going to kill the clown. What's the original line? Fat ass. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. <laughs> oh, shit, dude. All right. Edited version. Forget me. Forget you. Your mother forget her. Uh, Joe Pesci, Goodfellas, yeah. Casino. Okay, yeah, all right. Forget me, forget you, your mother forget her. Fuck me, fuck you, you motherfucker. There you go, you got it, buddy. Okay. All right, edited version. I can smell your scent. It's uh, Sounds of the Lambs, yep. I can smell your cunt. Whoa, buddy. I said it with a K. Oh, the U- yeah, it's the European version. K-U-N-T. So you're right. It's yes. okay to say it that way. K-U-N-T. Detroit. Soft <laughs> listening jizz. I mean jazz. <laughs> I said jazz. All right. You know this, and if you don't, I'm going to punch a ball up in your body. Have you ever sucked feet for weed? <laughs> Half-baked. What's the line? You ever sucked some dick for some marijuana? Yeah, verbatim. You got it. All right. I seen him. <laughs> I'm tricky to that, man. <laughs> All right. Hold on. Let's go do it, Mr. Greenbean style on the 50-yard line. Do you want the hint? Yeah. Well, it'd be a lot cooler if you knew what it was. Uh, okay. It's um, uh, Daisy Confused. Okay. And is it? Let's go do it, Mr. Greenbean style on the 50-yard line. And I do not know why this is. Oh. I don't know the line. Let's go smoke a joint, man, on the 50-fucking-yard line. Okay, yeah. I remember the scene. It's at the end. Great. (laughs) All right. Edited version. Do you slip her the hot, wild affection? Do you raid Barry Manilow's wardrobe? Oh, it's Breakfast Club. Okay. 
and I'll read this one more time. I don't know the line. Do you slip her the hot, wild affection? Uh, that I don't know. Original line. Do you slip her the hot beef injection? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. <clears throat> Edited version. It's not hip-hop. It's electro. Print. Next to almost seem, he's dead. Is that from uh, Snatch? You, you want a hint? Yeah. You got red on you. Man, I don't know. It's not hip hop. It's electro prink. Next door, we'll see him. He's dead. I don't know. Shaun of the Dead. Oh, okay. The original line spoken by Ed. It's not hippo. It's not hippo. No, <laughs> it's not hip hop. It's electro prick. Next door, we'll see him. He's dead. That's when they're getting fucking baked all night. And mm. and then uh, Pete is being a fucking the dildo. He's like, could you fuck off with you? All right, all right, all right. Gotcha. Edited line. My name is Buck, and I like to party. Give me the hint. Uh, what the fucking foot fetish, dude? What's his name? Quentin Tarantino? Yeah, I had a boy. My name is Buck, and I like to party. I'm doing it as it's spoken in the movie. It's uh, My name is Buck, and I like to fuck. There you go. And I don't know. All those movies kind of run together. Um, is it Jackie Brown? Uh, David Carradine. I don't know. Kill Bill. Oh, those are the ones I have. I've seen the least for sure. All right, so like, do a half sip or whatever. (laughs) All right, let's do two more. Um, yeah, I got about two more, and the rest are honorable mentions. All right. What? Yeah, okay. Edited version. Man, who do I look like? Christopher Colombo? You're not going to get this. Hint. Uh, Tom Atkins was telling us about this movie. Oh, oh, no, wait, wait, wait. It's the other movie shot in East St. Louis with Pierce. It's, yeah, I was just, just going to say, okay. it's uh, um, National Lampoon's Vacation. And this is one of my favorite lines. You've heard me say this a million times. And uh, they're lost in, in East St. Louis, but right. I can't remember what the line is. All right. So the edited version is, man, who do I look like? Christopher Colombo? You just want to take a stab at the original line? Is it, who the fuck do I look like? No, it's Columbus? it's not no. even in the ballpark. Original line, fuck your mama. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wildly yes. different. Oh, Wildly wait, different. Wait, hold up. Let me, where is it? Hit me with the last one. No, I got two. You get one. All right, fine. Edited version. That tickle you're feeling in the back of the throat right now, it's atomized colloidal silver. It's being pumped through the building's air-conditioned system. You crock-juggling cunderbump. Cock-juggling thundercunt. Blade 3. Yep. All right, honorable mentions, you know You can this. do the, the last one you wanted to do. All right, you're not going to get this, but this is. <laughs> what a knockabout of pure fun that was. Hint. Bill Murray said it. Mm. You see the cockroach. Or wait, no. Uh, he slimed me. There we go. So some Ghostbusters. Yeah. And I can't remember the line. Yeah, you wouldn't. 
I mean, you know the original line, but you're not going to get that. Yeah. They did like a, um, what would you call that? A re-edit. So they went in and did some more vocals. No, they just like let Bill Murray just do a free for all. So like he came out and he just, you know, like, like, what did they, what did they call the that? Line? Linerama. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. That is weird that they would cover up that. No, that's, that's straight up Bill Murray. They just let him, what is it, like Linorama or Flubberama, whatever you call that. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know this. Here, are you doing honorable mentions? Yes. This town is one big chicken just begging to be plucked. Scarface, this town is one big pussy just waiting to be fucked. TV edit. I've had it with these monkey fighting snakes on this Monday, Friday plane. Right. Snakes on a plane. I've, I've had it with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. And, uh, dude, I got one more word. Your mother knits socks. The smell. Exorcist, yeah. Your mother sucks cocks in hell. Your mother so socks in hell. All right. Just one more. This is it. All right. All right. This is for you. Edit diversion. <laughs> hey, everybody. Let's take a shower. <laughs> Hey, everybody, we're getting laid. Yep, it's Caddyshack. <clears throat> you yep. got it. All righty. Well, I want to end it with edited version. See what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps. Uh, of course, the Big Lebowski. When you fuck a stranger in the ass. All right. Yippee-ki-yay, Mr. Falcon. <laughs> Yippee-ki-yay, Mr. Falcon. So I think what they do, uh, so that's Die Hard 2 at the end when he's lighting the petrol trail and it yeah. goes all the way up. I think they redub one of the characters in the movie as Mr. Falcon, just so that has some weight. I don't know. I haven't seen the TV yet in a right. long time. Sounds pretty fun, right? It is good. All right. All right. Before we end it out, uh, everybody, uh, appreciate you listening. You can find us on iTunes and Google Play Music. Stitcher. Podbean. Anywhere where you get your podcast, we're there. Just Blueberry Pie. Check out Here Comes a Spooky. You can... Email us at herecomesthespooky at gmail.com. We're on Instagram at herecomesthespooky. Uh, Twitter and Facebook at herecomesspooky. Uh, also, we have been recently on Horrible Horror lately. Uh, we'll give a shout out to Aaron. Just had a new baby. Yay! Huzzah! So we went last, or two weeks ago, the last episode, we did uh, Mrs. Mrs. Claus. Claus. And then we were just there yesterday where we did uh, Intruder. Intruder. Yeah, with uh, it's like Sam Raimi's in it. Ted Raimi, Bruce Campbell has an appearance. It's a fun slasher for sure. It really so. was. I thought it was going to be garbage if we watched it. And that's a fucking treat. So we filled in for Aaron while he was uh, taking care of his wife and his new baby. Yeah, we, we filled in. We can never replace Aaron. Yes, exactly. And uh, he'll be back soon. But you can check that episode out. It's, it was a lot of fun. We had a good time with it. Also, um, we've got uh, our next episode coming up uh, where we go to the mountainous wilderness of tennessee where there is an evil cabin with an even eviler book well book a book a booak a booak so everybody do us a favor and stay spooky